0: Hey there and welcome to day 259 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast of the matching YouTube channel. It's titled just the same. This is Andrea and um, I it's going through my little list of pieces to read and I found one titled My Sweet Baby Boy, which I figure of course is about Dakota. And I just had a really good conversation with him. So I'm like, oh yeah, let's read that. That'll be fun. Um, and yet I open it. It's actually about my little brother. So... He just had a birthday. I read a piece about him on his birthday um, about the first time I kissed him and when he was sleeping in his little cradle. It was just a cute little piece and so I'll just follow this one around because I know and I'll explain in a bit that father would have had this placed in front of me today. I know it. I just know it and which means he placed it in front of you too. So let's do this together. It's called My Sweet Baby Boy and so it begins. "'Oh no, I want to keep that,' I said as my mom and I sat at the top of the stairs in our country home, cleaning out an art and craft closet that had gotten out of hand. Construction paper, scissors, crayons, stickers, stickers, broken crayons, more stickers, paper, dried up markers without lids, stickers. The woman was swift and ruthless when she cleaned, still is, but at twelve, my sentimental self liked to go slow, and savor the memories of every last item I would come across as we cleaned. (laughs) Some things will never change. I looked at the large shoebox and lid like it was gold in my hand. I had put a hole at the top of the long, narrow cardboard box and strung a long piece of yarn from the front. It was an experiment that had gone all wrong. Only I knew what it was. I had laid my sweet baby brother's stomach down on the shoebox and pulled him on that yarn string through the red shade carpet in hopes that I could teach him to crawl with a device such as this. His little four-month head just popping up like a turtle out of his shell, arms and feet just flailing at his sides. I somehow pictured this all different. It should have made millions, you know. (laughs) I accepted Christ when I was nine and decided to test drive the whole God in prayer thing. A dreamlike vision, though, had shown me that my older sister wouldn't live as long as me. It wasn't a detailed vision. It was a pit feeling, end result of a complete sinking emotion. I couldn't change it or stop it. I added In my childhood head, that my parents wouldn't live forever. That my grandparents were just plain really old, in parentheses, that says they would have only been in their 50s. (laughs) And certainly wouldn't live as long as me. And I refused to leave my mom's side all summer. I was invited to a Bible camp with a best friend and really, really wanted to go. But I just simply wouldn't leave her side, even for a minute. I was so paralyzed with fear by what I had seen in this vision that I prayed in great big sobs, huge tears that God please bring me a brother or sister so that I wouldn't be without any family as an adult. Do you know, oh I just know it, I love this, do you know that I can still feel that blanket and poly-filled comforter, still feel those prayers And actually picture the shapes that the hallway light threw on the ceiling of my bedroom that night that I prayed for that baby brother or sister. I can actually place myself right there again. It was that powerful. Excuse me. Nice work, God. My surprise mama was pregnant. Women in their 30s weren't looking. They weren't toting babies in their tummies back in 1979. She was a beautiful exception to the rule. Beautiful and proud in every way. I napped right on my mama's belly for years, letting her heartbeat drift me off to sleep. I remember laying outside on our back patio, watching a meteor shower snuggled up on her pregnant belly the best I could. And that active little baby was just a kickin' for more room. To me, at nine, boy was I a believer. There actually is a God. He actually does hear our prayers. He even chooses to answer them sometimes just the way that we want him to. Years later, I found letters in my grandmother's drawer written by my mother about that very fear-filled, lonesome summer and about that very daughter, me, it was even years later that I finally found the nerve to tell my parents what I had done by praying. Since those letters, my brother has been the glue that held our very family together. Since those letters, my sister was scooped up from all of her pain by loving Jesus and carried home to heaven, having delivered her own sweet world changer, my nephew, as a legacy to light the way. Since then. Those letters, when my sister died, it was my brother that gave me his bride. My sweet sister-in-love, Michelle, to be every ounce of sister I could ever need. I could not have a deeper connection with my, quote, little six-foot-eight brother. My name as Audra was his very first word. My family, none of us, could imagine a life without him ever. He has always been mine since the day that I kissed his soft skin for the first time. I was so thankful that my parents had him, just for me. Some of you have dreams and desires that are so off the charts of possibility in this world that you would be too afraid to ask them, let alone pray them right well, ask him anyway. Some of you believe that it is too late for you to have that child that you've always dreamed of, but God himself gave you that desire. Him knowing the arrows assigned to your quiver since the beginning and the end. Ask him anyway. Adopt one anyway. Pray it anyway. Listen well. <clears throat> Some of you believe that your children are all grown And that something on top of you screams out loud, I am just too late. It is not. Ask him anyway. Child of God, do not waste this life for a minute. It does not end with you. Leave a legacy that would make your Jesus right proud. Go and make a whole lot of disciples just like he commanded you to do. Please make sure not to miss the whole point. Jesus, I love you. Okay. So I know why God put this piece in front of me. I absolutely do. And it's good. It's good. I hope that you like learn from some of my experience and some of my wanting to just do things one generation better, if you will. So true story. Um, Dakota calls me and just a couple nights ago, even, and, and, uh, he was he was feeling kind of down because he had um reached out in friendship and exchanged a few text messages by somebody that <clears throat> it turns out was um didn't treat his girlfriend well at one point in her journey and she was really really hurt by my son reaching out you know with these texts and and because it made her feel like he didn't believe her and the pain that he'd caused and etc and so dakota he just felt so bad he reached out to the guy and he said hey i'm so sorry i didn't realize with the history and etc um that this was you know so painful to her and um and he said no hard feelings whatsoever i think you're a you know i think you're great um but it wouldn't be appropriate to you know keep in touch with you and you know he just kind of put it to bed to respect the relationship that he had you know with his girlfriend but oh my gosh he felt so bad that it had even happened and I mean seriously he was just in tears he just felt so bad and I had to say to him I said Dakota I don't think that any of this is coincidence but I'm going to tell you this story because you know I'm like I'm an adult he's a young adult he clearly he's real mature with his people his his emotions, the way that he loves. And I said, I'm just going to say it. I said, just this week, I said, even, um, I said, my brother shot me a text message, which totally just absolutely hurt me because same thing. Um, he was giving accolades and, and, um, he just was, you know, speaking highly of and giving accolades to somebody that had deeply hurt me emotionally, but even had, physically threatened me physically you know so it's like oh my gosh this just doesn't feel good and so you know I texted back and and then the text messages that came back is well yeah I know you know that he's really screwed up in the head and um you know but I really support his work and I'm like okay (laughs) it just didn't feel good and yet I told myself you know what it's his birthday coming up right here just leave it alone and you're the older sister by a decade, you know, just look at it as immature. But the thing is, is, you know, we've never really loved the same. We just haven't. And that that can create some division and some friction. And it has and it did and it will. You know, it's just the way. And the reason that I tell you that is I don't want any of you to think, as I'm reading these pieces that my life is perfect, my love is perfect, my family is perfect, my no, mm -mm 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 -mm. we all have really sticky, tricky things that we go through. We have hard conversations. We have sticky conversations on the daily. I had one today. Um, They happen, you know, and they happen frequently, and I don't want any of you to think, because as I read this, what it told me, That nephew, my sister's son, right, that I called the world changer and et cetera, I don't know that I've talked to him in how many years. I shoot text messages. I send gifts. I leave them at my folks at Christmas for them. I mean, I I tell you what, and it's it's not that they wouldn't drop things, you know, for family. They would. And I absolutely adore and love them to pieces. I'm even, I have my nephews, you know, God, mama, the whole thing. But it tells me too that these stories are stories from a different stage and age. And that tells me how things have really kind of fallen to the wayside. A lot of it is even just the addition of the social media. We can see things online and think that we've been close and in touch with people. and We really haven't. And some of us really need to hear that. I needed to hear that. I needed to see that. It made reference to my wonderful sister-in-love. I haven't, you know, I haven't spent alone time with her to even have deep connection. And I couldn't tell you how long. And I love them to pieces. And so it tells me I need to be more intentional about these friendships, relationships, family all of these, you know, little spaces and places where I, I just need to love better. And so I wanted you to hear that. I wanted you to hear something that isn't this perfect little family. It's not even close. Um and I wanted you to hear the spaces where there's hurt and there's still resentment or bitterness or things that have to um have to still be healed. That's what I said to Dakota. I said, you know, even with that struggle with my brother, And, you know, we haven't mentioned it or addressed it. I was mature enough to just say the chances are I need to heal in that area. Yes, I was very hurt by this person. You know, yes, this person did something that seriously, just like in spades, ridiculously morally wrong. And so, you know, but there's still obviously for me, I said, there's some healing that needs to happen. Now, does that make that okay for know for chumming up to them you know and and you know giving them accolades and trying to form a print. no 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 that isn't it um but we're all just learning and growing ridiculously and i'm not afraid to go first and say hey um these are spaces where i really need to improve and hey these are spaces where i need to mature and grow and heal and and love differently um because, you know, ultimately, I I really, really go to bat for non-believers and people that don't know Christ yet. I mean, you can see that I have such a heart for people to know the Lord and know him super well. Not just like, oh, I've accepted him and oh, I know him and I love him and that's fantastic. Be like, you know, just... I'm crossing my fingers if you could see me. I mean, just so snug as a bug in a rug, you know, just like love Jesus so much. But what I realize is where I go after these people that chances are I'm never even going to meet, what kind of work have I done in my own family? Because I can tell you there are many people in the family and framework that I come from that don't necessarily love well, And that doesn't... That doesn't equal good things in the end. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so it isn't fair of me to just say, "Oh, I'm going to do everything I can to get you guys to find your great way home," and not make sure that my extended family has is has absolutely found their way, you know, home. I've I've got to take that just equally seriously, if not more seriously. Correct. So. Is this a message for anybody other than just me tonight? (laughs) Like, I hope so. Because that's bearing a lot. Like, it's bearing a lot. It's saying, "Mm, I'm reading this. I'm looking at it like I think I remember feeling this way. (laughs) But you can get off the path just by half a degree and be, you know, a whole lot off the path further down the road if that little half a degree isn't paid attention to, right? So... That's the scoop. That's it. (laughs) I'm going to pray through this a little bit, and I hope you'll join me in that. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.